0: This is Carl Hughes with Town Square Media, your host for Issues and Answers. Issues and Answers is a public affairs program for Western Colorado. Residents and members of our community tell us what concerns they have. And from that feedback, we identify significant issues to include in our weekly program. Today, my guest is Rainy Riemann, VA Suicide Prevention Coordinator and a licensed clinical social worker with the VA Western Colorado Healthcare System, or as we know it, the VA Hospital. September is National Suicide Prevention Month, and today we'll be discussing suicide awareness and prevention with a special focus on veterans. So, Rainey, welcome to Issues and Answers. Oh, thank you for having me, Carl. I like to start out each session to find out a little bit about you and what led you through your work history and interests and eventually got you to the VA.
1: Yes. Well, Carl, I come from a family of uh, members who've served in the U.S. military, and I thought that working at the VA was uh, my way of giving back. Um, I feel that uh, serving veterans is really a sacred civic duty and wanted to do my part.
0: It's a difficult subject that we're going to be discussing today because it is so deeply important and so deeply emotional it's suicide awareness. So many health issues are things that we can openly discuss and they're not quite as as stigmatized as this is. Any idea why we as a society, why we're so hesitant to discuss both the issues that lead us to suicidal ideations and thoughts and why we can't address this better because I know that there's a stigma and kind of a cloud over it, isn't there?
1: Yes, there is, Carl. And, and that's why it's so important for me to be here to have this conversation and raise awareness. You know, unfortunately in our society, we don't prioritize emotional health and mental health as much as we do uh, medical health and taking good care of ourselves. You know, also looking at rural communities, value independence, pulling yourself up by the bootstraps, it may be look at a weakness to to need help and to reach out. And I think those factors play a role with the the stigma of the topic.
0: Do you see any changes in the trends in this? Are we getting better at it? Or is it kind of plateaued? And that's where it seems to say as far as our ability to not feel stigmatized by it and to be able to talk about it.
1: Oh, I think we're we're improving uh, every day and that we're raising awareness through September as National Suicide Prevention Awareness. There's a lot more platforms, services, research, data, treatment, and care for our emotional health in general, but especially for those you know, brave men and women who served and need support um, once they are back home.
0: Something you mentioned just a moment ago resonated with me about the pull ourselves up by our bootstraps and full self-reliance. And when you look at a profile of someone who has served they are the ultimate in self-reliance and taking care of themselves and being able to go out into the field and take care of the problems and not ask for help. I wonder if that adds to the issues that veterans have to deal with.
1: Absolutely. Our our service members and our veterans, they are their the helpers. They dedicate their lives to serving and protecting and taking care of other people. So it would be more difficult for them to ask for self, uh, excuse me, ask for help themselves.
0: Absolutely. Now, I tried to do some research both on the VA side and just generally out on the internet about suicide rates and the prevalence of suicide among us veterans. And everything I found indicated that the percentages are higher for veterans than for the general population. Is that a true number or a true statistic?
1: That is correct, Carl. Our veterans are at higher risk for suicide than the general population. The most recent data that we have uh, at the VA nationally is that the veteran suicide rate in the United States is 316 per 100,000. You compare that to the United States non-veteran suicide rate of 16.8 per 100,000. And then, Carl, to add to that, our veterans in Colorado are at even higher risk. Colorado veteran suicide rate is 43.1 per 100,000. So that's a very accurate statement that our veterans are at higher risk for suicide. And
0: this may be hard to correlate veterans who have seen combat versus veterans who served in non-combat areas. Gratefully, we've got so much more awareness of PTSD and its effects on a person post-traumatic moments and those things that occur in combat. Is suicide at a higher prevalence rate among those who saw combat?
1: Um, the data isn't broken down that uh, in that specific of a manner. We know that um, risk factors are many. And are complicated. But yes, experiencing traumatic uh, experiences, either in combat or outside of combat, could uh, be a risk factor for suicide uh, for our veterans, along with many other risk factors.
0: So many other risk factors. Sometimes we self-medicate because of issues in our lives or PTSD, which would lead me to a question about substance abuse. Probably as a social worker, you would have some experience with this as well. I wonder if substance abuse has a negative impact on the incidence rates of suicide and specifically with veterans.
1: Uh, Yes, Carl. An increase in any drug or alcohol use um, can be an indication that someone is struggling emotionally. Substance use in general can be a risk factor for suicide.
0: Another question I had, and I didn't find any clear answers to this when I was researching As you mentioned, brave men and women, so that, you know, whatever our own prejudices are or preconceived ideas of a veteran, there are both male and female veterans. Does suicide among veterans seem higher among women percentage-wise or men, or is that just also another statistic that we don't know?
1: It's a little difficult to compare uh, male veterans versus uh, female veterans, just because the difference in numbers, there's a lot more male veterans than female veterans. But I can tell you that our female veterans are at higher risk for suicide than our female non-veterans. The last statistic that I have seen was that um, our female veterans are 2.2 times higher risk for suicide than female non-veterans. That's just a startling, startling statistic.
0: How about age? Is there any correlation there? Because you know, as our veterans age, I know that I looked at homeless statistics, and a lot of the the higher percentages of homeless vets were of older veterans. But with suicide, is it the older vets that are doing it, or is there any correlation with age?
1: You know, Carl the VA is monitoring very closely two important age groups. The age um, ages eighteen to thirty four, we' found uh, data to show that um, they have a higher rate of suicide. While veterans 55 and older have a higher count, an actual number. We know that major life transitions can be a risk factor for suicide. So looking at our veterans who are younger, who are transitioning from military life to civilian life can be a difficult time. We also know that this is true for our veterans and the general population, Uh, uh, chronic medical issues, decrease in quality of life because of loss of hearing or vision or mobility or just not being able to uh, function um, in life like you used to be can also be a pretty significant risk factor for suicide. So
0: I'm aware of some of um, the questionnaires or checklists that doctors and social workers use to help people that might be suffering from depression, and you go through and add up the things: a change of job, a change of life, a you know death of a loved one, um, loss of a house. All of those things, those things then are additional contributing factors, not just to depression, but to the ultimate end by causing a suicide.
1: Absolutely, Carl. You know, we are talking about our our veterans, but you know, any one of us could find ourselves struggling at any time and experiencing um, suicidal thoughts.
0: Maybe this has some validity, maybe not. It just occurred to me, you had mentioned the incidence rate per 100,000 in Colorado is higher than the national average. Is that because we are short of large front range cities, largely a rural area, or do we have any idea why that Colorado number is higher?
1: Uh, There are a lot of thoughts to that. Um, One risk factor that has been very well researched and a fact that we can state and share with everyone is that having immediate access to a loaded firearms during times of emotional stress is a risk factor for suicide.
0: I would think that anybody who has served in any one of the branches of the military is not uncomfortable around firearms. So it's not an unusual event. You know, they live their lives in, in the military with it, and they're probably people that are comfortable with it in civilian life. So I would suspect that population has access more than a lot of the general population.
1: Correct, Carl. Uh, Many of our veteran homes do have firearms in them. Let me be very, very clear to to share that the VA... Cannot nor do we want to remove firearms from our veteran homes. If anyone is safe with handling firearms, um, it is our service members and our veterans because they've been safely trained to to handle firearms. What we're just trying to get out there and share is that uh, um, is a temporary safe firearm storage. During times of stress and crisis, I feel that that is one of the most important messages, public health education that we could provide to everyone, similar to Friends Don't Let Friends Drive Drunk. We've we've all adopted that it's not socially acceptable to drink and drive. Your friends will make sure you get home safe and don't drive. Uh, what we really need to do as a nation is uh, deploy that same message that it is not safe to have immediate access to a loaded firearm during times of emotional stress or a suicidal crisis.
0: And a great message for family and friends, and we'll address that here in a moment. For those that might be just joining us, my name is Carl Hughes. I'm the host for Issues and Answers with Town Square Media. Today, we're visiting with Rainy Riemann, the VA suicide prevention coordinator with the VA hospital or the VA Western Colorado Healthcare System here in Western Colorado. What a difficult topic, but a lot of very, very important information that we're talking about today. One of the reasons we're going through this is September is National Suicide Awareness Prevention Month. Well, let's move on a little bit to veterans and VA care. Part of it, I think in my next question, we'll have a tie back to the rural areas because I know that the catchment that the VA serves is pretty extensive for your, your facility and where immediate help may not be directly like, I'm going to drive down North Avenue and I'm at the VA. I know that a statistic that I saw was that a lot of veterans who died because of suicide were not under treatment with the VA, had not sought help, and were not struggling but trying to get help. They had never sought help for it. Is that an accurate statistic?
1: Yes, Carl, I've seen that same data and information that, um, you know, more than half of uh, veterans who die by suicide never made it into the VA for help and support or care.
0: And, And one other quick question, we talked about all the factors, whether it was substance abuse, whether it was combat, whether it was gender Another one that I know is an in, something that's got increasing awareness, which I'm grateful to see, is homelessness among veterans. And I would think you know, we talked about all the risk factors and the things in our lives that change. I would think that homelessness helps with that feeling of hopelessness and lack of control.
1: Yes, Carl, we do recognize that experiencing homelessness can be a risk factor for suicide for our veterans. So at RVA VA and VAs across the nation, we have specialized housing program just to uh, support our veterans in accessing safe, stable, long-term housing. So-
0: Well, and gratefully, our attitude towards veterans has evolved to the better over time. I am old enough that I remember Vietnam vets coming back, and boy, to a mixed reaction from the American public because of how unpopular that war was. To the point now that I think we are really working hard to recognize the value of the sacrifice that a veteran gives to us when they serve post their military time, there are some special needs that we want to stay on top of. And hopefully this is one of those that will continue to increase in the public awareness. Never having dealt with a family member or myself who reached a point similar to what most people who are desperate and reach this point in their lives where suicide becomes an option. The person who's suffering going through that moment of lowness where they just truly feel alone and hopeless they really don't have the insight to know sometimes to go to seek help. And that puts a lot of the onus back on family members and friends, doesn't it?
1: Yes, Carl, that's a a very good point. I like to look at this as, you know, those brave men and women who served our country and protected us. It is now our turn to protect them by knowing the warning signs that they may be experiencing emotional distress or a suicidal crisis, and then know how to get them help. Our mission at the VA is really to help all veterans Not just those veterans who are walking through the doors of our hospital, but we cannot do it alone. We need the community's help to be there and to reach out to our veterans and protect them like they protected us.
0: Absolutely. And I know there's got to be some sort of hesitation in some circumstances from both family and friends that they don't want to anger the veteran, they don't want to overstep their personal bounds and suggest that they may be seeing signs that this veteran maybe should be seeking help. But I would suspect the guilt of a post-suicide in your family or with a friend versus running the risk of taking that step to try to help them get help It's much better to be proactive and do that before something happens.
1: Absolutely. That is our experience. Someone who is experiencing an emotional crisis may feel isolated, may feel alone, may feel like a burden. So somebody recognizing that and reaching out to them could open the door to to getting help, to feeling supported, to not feel so alone. Maybe for whatever reason they don't have it in them to reach out for help. But if we're being uh, if we're aware and can recognize the warning signs, if we can ask the most important question of all, Are you having thoughts of suicide? Are you having thoughts of killing yourself? We know that asking that question is not going to make somebody want to die by suicide. We know that asking that question is not going to produce those thoughts in a veteran. We know that recognizing the warning signs, asking the most important question of all, can go a long way in getting someone who is struggling the help that is available. You know, my most important message is that there is hope and that there is help.
0: So we've talked a little bit about the warning signs. And I know if you were a family member or friend, one of them that I saw in my research was that the person has lost interest in a lot of the things that used to give them joy, that they are less social, less emotive. What are some of the things that we can look for? in somebody who might be heading down this path.
1: Yep, and you identified a lot of the warning signs. So an increase in depression, an increase in anxiety, somebody who is isolating or withdrawing from friends or family, someone whose drug or alcohol use has increased, someone who is more irritable, someone who is not sleeping well, and anyone who is making statements like they can't go on, they don't see any way out, they feel like a burden. So someone who's acting or making statements that are hopeless, those are all warning signs um, that someone may be experiencing an emotional crisis or a suicidal crisis.
0: I loved how you phrased that or, or titled, I should say, that question the most important question. And I can see that some family members, depending on family dynamics, that's a difficult question to ask somebody to their face. Are you feeling suicidal? Are you feeling like you want to harm yourself? That would be very difficult for some people to do, again, based on family dynamics with a strong veteran but it needs to be asked, doesn't it?
1: Yes, and and I think it's very important how you ask the question as well and um, not uh, asking the question, wanting a no response, like you're not having thoughts of suicide, are you? Um, being calm, being open, normalizing it, saying, you know, oh my goodness, you've got a lot on your plate here with everything going on in your life. I'm wondering if you're having thoughts of suicide Suicide, based on all this tremendous stress that you're dealing with. So the VA does offer free, it's about one hour, uh, VA veteran suicide prevention training where we could provide all of this information that we're sharing here.
0: Before we end the program, we will talk about those specific contacts, websites, phone numbers, all of that information. A little bit completely off topic, but I, in my research, I see that 988 is coming in nationally as a quick... Number for suicide prevention is that active in the Grand Valley now or in Western Colorado?
1: Yes, not only in the Grand Valley in Western Colorado but in the entire United States. This is really a uh, great step towards raising awareness and getting people help. So in the United States, anyone can call 988. 988- for any type of suicidal crisis, emotional crisis, mental health crisis. And what's so amazing is that it's an easy number to remember, like 911. So that went live a couple of weeks ago. I do want to share with our listeners that the 1-800 number we've been sharing in the community across the nation for many, many years, that number is never going to go away. So if you received a wallet card from me or someone from the VA with that 1-800 number, it's still good. There's also now this much easier number to remember, and we're hoping that more people will reach out for help having this 988 number versus a a longer 1-800 number to remember or dial really right so
0: rather than have to google and look up a number or search for the wallet card 988 is something that in that moment when you feel you need to reach out for yourself or for a loved one or a friend super easy number to remember 24 hours a day i assume seven days a week 24-7,
1: Twenty four seven, three sixty five, and Carl, you mentioned something very important for families and friends of uh, our veterans. Any family member or friend of a veteran can call the nine eight eight number. Um, you press one to get the VA to get coached into how to help a veteran in your life who is struggling. So that number is not only for our veterans, but for family and friends to get resources to support our veterans. And it's not just a suicide hotline or crisis number. Our veterans can call the 988 number, the 1-800 number, almost for any urgent support that they need. If it's two o'clock in the morning and they can't fall asleep, but they don't want to wake up any of their friends or family members, they can call the veterans crisis line, talk to a kind responder to feel better so they can go back to sleep. So just want to emphasize that it's not only a suicide uh, crisis hotline.
0: And what a blessing, both for veterans and for non-veterans alike, as we become more aware and more societally aware of these issues and how we can support each other through these times. To have that resource with three numbers away is just a huge blessing to everyone that's out there. It is, yes. And you said you get a choice uh, basically when that line picks up, and you can choose the VA then as the first choice.
1: Correct. Yep, it's our frontline support for all veterans, all service members. It's free. It can be anonymous. You don't have to be enrolled at your local VA to use it. It's our frontline support, and we want all veterans, all of their friends, their family members, their coworkers, their neighbors to know that this number is out there and that this help exists. We don't want our veterans or our friends or family members to struggle alone. Uh, we're here to help. And I know that
0: if you're at that point in your life where you're feeling alone and helpless and you don't even know who to call, what to do, knowing that there's a simple place that you can reach out to rather than, you know, I don't have the energy or the enthusiasm to go Google where I find help. What a great thing, 988. Yep veterans and family members we've talked about that be aware of behaviors and changes of behavior um depression isolation things like that and please don't be afraid to ask that great question in a positive way not in a way that helps them say no but a way that elicits an honest answer If nothing else, that's the pearl of gold that comes from this conversation. Absolutely. So when a friend, a family member, or a veteran wants to reach out other than 988, how can they reach you guys or reach help?
1: So, we have a dedicated suicide prevention program at our local VA. And the purpose of this program is to provide free VA suicide prevention veteran trainings to any interested member in the community. That could be in person or virtual. We have lots of material with the 1-800 number on it, magnets to put on your refrigerator, wallet cards to stick in your wallet. You never know when you might need it. And one thing we have for our community that i think believe is one of the most important suicide prevention tools is that we have free cable gun locks to provide to anyone in the community. And a cable gun lock is a very safe, convenient way to temporarily store a firearm during times of stress. So Carl, our VA suicide prevention office number is 2855. My email address is also available to the community. So anyone in in Western Colorado can reach out to my program and we could provide them with information and resources for themselves, for for the veterans themselves, or for the friends, family, loved ones um, in their lives.
0: And the message is there's both help and there's hope.
1: That yes, that's my uh, yes. I feel that that's the most important message we have to send is that there's help and there's hope. You said that very well.
0: I'd like to thank you, Rainey, for coming in. And as we said from the start, it's an incredibly important topic and an incredibly difficult one for family members to address or for the actual person who may be suffering to address. So thank you again for your time today. Well, thank you for having me. This has been Issues and Answers from Town Square Media. If you would like to suggest a topic for our weekly program, simply open our station app and hit the app chat feature. Send us a note about an issue we'd like to hear discussed on Issues and Answers. You can also reach us by phone by dialing 970-242-7788. I'm Carl Hughes. Join us next week for another round of Issues and Answers from Town Square Media.